0: welcome to so far so rare this week i'm joined by so rare down under mates i didn't know whether to try and do the australian accent thing or just say mates in my accent
1: <laughs> did i do it okay the irish accent is, that's definitely the one yeah g'day mates g'day mates uh oh, that's so cringe go. isn't it <laughs> oh god it.
0: off to the flyer um so, do you want to introduce yourselves um, and let people know who you are and what you do? You're, you have a podcast called So Rare Down Under. There were loads of requests to have you on. And we finally made it happen because time difference is quite a thing. We're literally in the opposite end of the world. But I don't know which one of you wants to go for it. But tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got here.
1: Go Salmon.
2: Well, I think, uh, so, obviously, The Brothers, which is a, something a little bit unique um, to other So Rare podcasts out there um basically uh ali sort of got me into sorare probably two and a half years ago um sort of sent me a message being like check out this great new um uh, you know football fantasy game uh we we sort of got involved and then um yeah we obviously like most people sort of became part of our everyday lives and then uh we thought you know why don't we start getting some content out there and through a bit of trial and error slowly uh Eventually, the Sorare down a podcast was born.
0: And what a beautiful thing it's
1: become. I think I think, just to like go on back to that moment when I introduced Simon to Sorare, I had just signed up and I got my referral reward, uh, which at the time was a rare. Oh, wow. And it was an Augustin Marcheson rare card. And it was worth about a thousand bucks. So I basically pitched it to Simon as like, because that was, you know, this is this Gary V boom time. I pitched it to Simon as, Basically, just buy five cards, you get a thousand bucks, you'd be free rolling from the start, you're printing money with this thing. Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, sounds sustainable. His referral, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, sounds good. <laughs> his referral reward was like, uh, was Barack Gilmaz, who at the time was out for the season and 37 years old. So, uh, it didn't quite go as well for him.
0: I remember back in those days, people were getting like, yeah, Felix rares. I think someone got one. I don't know if everyone got one, but I think they were typically like tier two rares. Um, huh. I don't know at what what st- stage they actually changed them, and I don't even know if I got one when I signed up. I think like Quinny referred me years ago. I must have got a referral reward.
1: Mm, but I, I, honestly, golden years,
0: yeah, what a time it was. But anyway, <laughs> you've been here for a long time, um. But we've loads to talk about today with the roadmap update. Um, the long format prizes were released. There's an Austria special, just we'll mention it. Um, there's loads of questions for you. And do you know something I want to ask is or talk about in general, right? Because this is stressing me. This is my biggest stress. I sat down to set my lineups just before we recorded. I was thinking, I'll have a quick look at these because it's kind of lineup builder video day. We're recording this on Thursday. Um, something that's stressing my box off that's got even more stressful is what order to build my lineups. And I almost wish there was like... You know, like a document that just said All-Star Rare Pro, champion Your But the problem with it is, is that everyone's gallery is different. And depending on how you're set up, you should probably prioritize different places more or less. But these long-form competitions have fucked the game up again. Because now I don't know whether every dickhead going to charge towards All-Star. So should I go mm-hmm. with it as well and really try and win? Or do I like go elsewhere where there's been an exodus of quality cards and go and play champion because everyone's putting their kimmiches into all star now? I don't know, Ali, if you want to go for that, but like, what are your thoughts on prioritization? Because that's the biggest stress for me at the minute.
1: I'm 100 with you on the long form content. It's it, it's stressing me out big time. I mean, so our listeners will know that not that long ago i made a pretty significant change in my gallery in that i sold all of my rare cards and tried to like pull a bit of funds together and move exclusively into super rare i've had some like varying success with that i'm in the middle of like a month long just one of the worst form slumps of my life so now this long form dramatic
0: (laughs) weekend there's a very small delay in us as well by the way being on the other side of the world so i probably bought it over you there but you had a horrible weekend was it last weekend
1: it's been horrible weekends for for, for a month or so (laughs) (laughs) it's been bad but yeah this the long form content like it's a great concept Uh, I just know that now that I've moved my gallery to be that way I just don't think I'm going to have the depth Um, and I think you know for a gallery like yours John you've got some good depth there you've got some some superstars that are going to compete every week I think you really should be going for these long form competitions it sounds like there's some pretty like there are some pretty incredible rewards there i get the zig versus zag kind of strategy um but i think i think where we kind of look at the long form um competitions is like i can just see game week 403 we have a shocker and then you know there's international break and then we're pretty much out of the competition um Mm. So, I think it really is kind of aimed towards those users with, with big galleries. I don't think anyone with a kind of small to medium sized gallery is going to be out a, they're going to have to have just, you know, the eight week, the, the month of their lives, basically, to get anywhere near the rewards. So, I think that was, yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't think I'll be prioritizing it for that reason, basically.
0: It's kind of like, this is a terrible analogy and everyone's going to laugh at me. I don't even know what the numbers would be, but if you put me in a ring with Anthony Joshua, Right one time and I don't know what the number is, I might catch him, right? I might maybe. Okay, yep, it's a yep. bad example, but you get my point. Whereas if you put me in a ring with him once if you put me in a ring with him once, I have a chance of catching him. But if you put me in a ring with him a hundred times, he's got what the fuck is this analogy? Basically what I'm saying is you're not <laughs> gonna beat a whale. You might beat a male, a whale on one week because Kimmich gets a red card, but you're not gonna beat that whale over eight weeks. So it is, you're no. right, it's absolutely for the bigger galleries, isn't it?
1: What I think they should do with this, and I think this would be a good move for them to kind of encourage users that are kind of really just starting to up their kind of ante on the Surreal front, is, I mean, the concept of the progress bar, I mean, we've talked about it so many times, but if they had a long-form competition where, you know, people like yourselves, the whales, you know, they can compete and they have some amazing prizes. But then I think they should open up an eight-week kind of competition where it's kind of like a long threshold where you've got to try and hit a certain number of points over that eight weeks. And if you can do that, then you might get like an ETH reward or or a card or something like that. And it kind of gives users that have those smaller galleries something to aim for without being like, right, I'm going up against Anthony Joshua and I hope I can, you know, land one on his tits or whatever. (laughs) you see like I think as
0: well what what the the strange thing about these is it's very different at the super rare level versus the limited level because I think the higher or the more scarce you get the more variation there's going to be in lineups like at super rare there's probably a low enough chance that each week people are going to be rocking the same thing whereas at limited I imagine we'll see quite a few Mbappe, Messi, Kimmich, Trent, Allison, or whatever you know kind of entries Mm. so xp is going to be very important i think at like the lower levels whereas at the top level it's more about which players you've got so i don't know i'm actually kind of looking forward to it. it's a bit of a change isn't it it's a bit of fun yeah i just don't know what to build
1: first like do i I I even build all-star
0: rare pro or all-star rare
1: i mean oh that's that's interesting i mean do you have enough depth to go super rare all-star because all the, best, all super be, the su- best super rares are going to be the best super rares are going to be in rare pro and that's going to make that a very tough division to mm. compete in mm. i'm
0: tempted to actually like this is just mad like skip it like because what's the point in using a kimich and a trent with like a fucking max kakaree do you know what i mean it's like max kakaree super rare it's like i don't have a good enough super rare but i've got good rares anyway i was going
1: to ask you this actually, John. It kind of reminded me, you obviously you've been on this spree recently where you bought yourself a Kimmich, a Harry Kane, you know, you've bought the big boys. What are you hoping to win? Like what what are your kind of goals? (laughs) Because you've bought the best players. Is there like a particular card that you're holding out for, or are you just gonna like one day hit the detonate button and you're out of here, we never see you again?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just wanna win more. I just wanna win more. And I feel like I too many like little pieces. That weren't winning me anything and I should sell all those little pieces and get a couple of big pieces that might win me something. But I just kind of want to, I, I think they've been stressing me because I feel like their champion cards, the best champion cards, enter them in champion. But All Star Rare Pro is where like the best rewards have typically been, but I don't really have the super rares to support that. So then I'm like Dave and just enter them in like All Star Rare and go for the cash, but then you've bought champion cards to do that. Why would you do that? Just buy one? the Asian guys. It's just like, my head's just like a mess. So am I here to win anything particular? No. I'm just, I just kind of want to win more. Just, a,
1: just addicted <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah,
2: just
0: enough. <laughs> just there really is no finish line. DJ, no. There's, nah, nah. There's no when finish line
2: in? to Sarah. I mean, you just keep going. Forever. <laughs> and
0: ever. Yep. Wonder, Purgatory. Like, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't think. I'd love to win a big, do you know what I want? Here's what I want. I want to win a fucking division. I've I've never won a division. I've won it uh, once. I've got loads of seconds and thirds, but like, you know, I've hit the post so many times, man. Like, you're talking like red cards here, missed penalties in eightieth minutes. I've been hitting the post so many times and coming second and third, but it's like I just want to win. I want an actual legitimate chance at opening an Mbappe. That's all I want. The mm, chance,
1: okay, the,
2: or a Halle. <laughs> or a Kimmich. A couple of weeks ago, I was first in All Star rare for probably what was it, Alistair? Probably. Uh, Half a day, a
1: couple of days. Oh, it was for a Um, while. We got our hopes well and truly up. And like, just seeing
2: my name at the top of that leaderboard of all star rare, arguably the hardest division to win, I must say, like, that was as close as I've gotten to flying close to the sun. Like, I felt untouchable. Mm. Obviously, it all came crashing down, but yeah, I think that is the pinnacle. That's the Mount Everest right there. So I never got a degree or went to uni.
0: I kind of went straight into like air traffic control, which is like more vocational. My sister just got her degree and has a little photo with the diploma or whatever it's called. Is it called a degree or a diploma? I don't know. Are they different things? Yeah, them? yeah. I think yeah this, so. is why, this is why I don't have one because I'm an idiot. But, <laughs> you know, but she stood there with her wee smile. And you see if I'm ever like top of the leaderboard, I'm going to print that off, put it in a frame and stick it in the wall beside it. You know, like, top of all Star <laughs> Rare Pro. Like, that's what I want.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably spend more trying to get that, you know, <laughs> that podium than you do getting a degree now, I suppose.
0: I've been playing this game three years. Her degree only took, like, three years. I mean, come on. Yeah. There you go. How many go. hours did she put in a week? <laughs> How many videos did she make? Bitch. Anyway. Um Yeah, so ultimately i'm coming out of this as confused as i was going in. there's there's no real answer for everyone i mean for me maybe go long for longer term competition because like I've the cards to do it but like there's no one size Mm. fits all here is there like that anyone listening can just be like oh i'm gonna go and do that too it kind of depends doesn't Mm.
1: it yeah i think there'll be yeah i mean every week i look at the tournaments and i go oh this one's got What's the percentage of prizes to reward? You know, cards, people entering to rewards, and I try and do the maths on it, and it doesn't make any difference at the end of the day, anyway. <laughs> I still suck. I fucking
0: suck. <laughs> Would I tell you how much I suck? Time for a quick plug. So rare data. Thanks for sponsoring the show. So last week in the lineup builder, I played against their algo, where I had this brain plus their algo basically to go and build lineups, and their their algo just went and built lineups, and it fucking beat me. We had it where like. A limited card win is worth a point. A rare card win is worth two. And a super rare is worth three points. They beat me 4-3. I won a rare and a limited on a big weekend. Fully stacked. Did absolutely shit. This fucking robot beat me. They would have won like a rare and two limiteds or something. Um, unfortunately, I didn't stipulate that thresholds were worth something. Get into it because I won a couple of those. But their algorithm, their AI beat me. So go and give it a go using the link below or code John Nellis. What a sales tactic. Yeah. like that. Join
1: the robots.
0: It fucking did beat me. I was like... Also, no, I'm not... I do this every fucking week. And I'm actually getting sick of myself doing it. Because I know it feels really salesy. But it's genuine disbelief. Their MLB lineup builder, right? I do this every week, lads. I don't know if I've ever done this in any content you might have seen or not. But, like, their MLB lineup builder has won me reward after reward after reward. And I do not follow baseball. And this week... It's just won me another two rewards. I don't follow the fucking sport at all. I've just won another two rewards. I came twenty ninth in limited all star. Like, I'm just blown Money away. Moneyball, baby. It. It's fucking mental. Do you care for any of the other sports or just football?
1: Uh I've kept an eye on the NBA. A friend of mine is um is playing that. Well, he was playing that when the season was on pretty regularly, and I was kind of helping him, helping him with that. And that, I mean. When I would help him set his lineups, yeah, all you can do is use the lineup builder. Like I no one has the time to go and, you know, know who's in and who's out and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think in, I think American sports really do there's so much statistics out there that I think artificial intelligence can just go, yep, bang, bang, bang. He's gonna he's your winners, you know. And that's why it's such a big business. Whereas football's obviously anything can happen.
0: It's kind of weird, isn't it, that like their sports seem to be so much more about the projections in fantasy, like fantasy football is about like your XGs and your XAs and shots and boxes and whatever else is AA game, when we come to so rare you look at AA actions and you can maybe get into that but ultimately like fantasy football you can be a little bit more rogue and differential maybe, whereas I feel in their sports mm. maybe not as a whole, but talking about basketball and baseball, there's a lot more like projected points and they're normally pretty accurate or is that bullshit? Mm. I, don't know. I mean
1: i don't watch this, this, this the american sports are so boring i'm sorry everyone out there <laughs> i mean basketball you could make a, a bit of an argument for but that's only like the last two minutes is exciting everything else is uh yeah snore fest, so <laughs> i can't get it into sh- it
0: it should be more exciting because there's way more scoring but because there's so much more scoring it means that none of the scores individually actually matter apart from the last ones so you're right mm. they suck you in for hours throw loads of commercials at you and adverts and then it's really only the final two minutes that actually fucking matter
2: what's <laughs> actually interesting is because like Alistair and I weren't massive football fans before coming on to Sorare. I know I certainly wasn't and Alistair's certainly um you know dug a lot deeper into getting into the you know the statistics and, and following all the teams around the world but that's what I find interesting is like we've really come to love football like I feel like if you'd asked us before Sorare we would have been like oh it's, it's all right. We watched, you know, the Socceroos at a World Cup, but it's all a bit boring. And and then since Soraya, and, and we've talked about this a fair bit, is like just coming to love the different clubs from around the world. Like the fact that we're watching these teams in all these random leagues at, you know, in Australia, it's at most of the time it's at midnight and we're watching it on some, you know, some stream somewhere. And I think that's the beauty of like, that you know, it could take one moment, one mm. minute in the final 90 minutes that's played but I think like Sareer has really helped us fall in love with football. And now the fact that we get fantasy on top of that, it makes it even better.
0: I think that's so rare. What, what they, what's such a superpower is that if they were to launch another league, like the A league or another sort of league or leagues or sport altogether in women's football, it could just genuinely glue people to things because people become addicted to the stats and following random teams around the world because you win a random reward, and decide not to sell it and all of a sudden you now follow this new team from the german second division and it's like what the fuck am i doing like is it growth of firth is that a team i think it's a team i think i follow them is That the,
1: sham, the it's got like yeah. a shamrock logo yeah, yeah so why I've do got, i know that
0: yeah how the fuck do we know that so i've got like a luca itter super rare that i want out of nowhere and all of a sudden this guy's become a bit of an aa beast and i use him in like decent lineups now i'm following their results each week i don't even i didn't even know the name of the i was like are they called that it's just such a mental <laughs> thing. Tell me, yeah. in Australia, is there this whole you know like Aussie rules? Do you just call it Aussie rules rules, or do you, do they call it football? What do you what do you call it over there?
2: It's kind of a tough one in Australia. There's about three different footballs. So there's you know soccer, which is football in some spaces, uh, rugby league, which is also called football in the northern states, and then mm-hmm. Aussie rules slash AFL slash footy. So it really depends on what part of Australia, I guess you could say, where you're you're from.
0: So it's foodie Aussie rules, but football is one of the others.
1: Depends on where you live and who you are and your ethnic background, basically.
0: Okay. Okay. No, I like because I just think (laughs) like here, we have like football, which is soccer, but then there's also Mm. Gaelic football. So it is kind of that, if you're talking to someone who's wearing a Gaelic football top or whose name is... Donica, they're probably talking mm. about gaelic football but if they're called lee and they're from a different part of the country they're probably talking about soccer <laughs> it's very much religious <laughs> backgrounds and what yeah. we call football here
1: yeah i think i think football or soccer is kind of it's probably fourth on the pecking order in terms of popularity in australia so you know the the true kind of purists will call it football most people call it soccer and then yeah footy for everything else and you just gotta guess as to what they're talking about depending on again where you are or what they're what where they're from
0: i like it well lads we're going to talk about this roadmap update um so the fitness and bonus news it's a five minute read from five days ago i kind of feel like it's important to read some of this so i'm going to read some of it Over the last few weeks, we've carefully reviewed your valuable community feedback on the upcoming fitness bonus and our recent product roadmap update. We thank you for your passion and support for this product we're building together. Following exploration of improved solutions to our initial fitness feature proposal, we have decided to postpone the launch of club facilities and the fitness bonus until early next year. Reinforcing our commitment to maintain transparency and trust with our community, we'd like to share context behind the decision. Uh, Read below. So first and foremost, I suppose, before we actually talk about why they're doing it and what they're doing or whatever, it's, it's a funny one because you can look at this in so many ways and it can be positive, it can be negative, it can be somewhere in between. It's positive that they've listened to community feedback, it's positive that they're being transparent, it's positive that they're not rushing something out, but then the negative side of me goes like, why did you even announce it in the first place? Surely you could have had like soundboards to get community feedback before announcing it to the wider community. How was this not more polished and ready to rock before you're announcing it a month ahead of it supposedly coming out? I don't know. There's 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 that said. I'm kind of like, really? How'd that end up happening? But then equally, I'm happy that you've yeah. postponed it. But you should never have needed to postpone it because it should have been watertight. I don't know. What what do you think?
1: I think they've? I think Surrell have just got this like startup mentality excitement where they're in the boardroom, they're throwing ideas around, you know, they're making things happen, they're hiring people. I think they get a little bit carried away and they, you know, they announce stuff thinking this is going to be the coolest thing. Everyone's going to love us for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, they really should have some, you know, there's enough kind of experience so rare users where they probably could have like a little focus group where they go, hey, guys, you know, McBride, Quinny, John, we're thinking of rolling this out. What are your like? What is your objective opinion on how this might work? How the community might take it? You know that. I think. I think it. I mean, I've I've worked in kind of the corporate side of things before, and I've worked with small businesses and startups. And that element of like getting too far ahead of yourself and getting excited is is one of the things that brings a lot of companies down because they overpromise, underdeliver, realize it doesn't work, and everything kind of crashes. I think they're lucky and they've got such a good community to kind of bounce these things off but i mean there's been a few things like this now where they throw it out there and then it either just doesn't happen and dies you know progress bar there's like reward drops that all was promised and that just never happened and then this you know so i think they really could do a lot more i guess planning before they start announcing things i think they're trying too hard to have an announcement every couple of weeks.
2: Any
0: thoughts Simon?
2: Well, I also think as well like community feedback's really good but surely you got to back your decision at some point like you can't be flipping and flopping depending on what the general gist because at the end of the day while the community is important it should be at the forefront at the end they, they should be backing their decision that they've put research and a lot of thought into and the fact that a bit of a few negative comments and they're like oh no never mind that's not happening, is a little bit mm. concerning.
0: Yeah, so there's things they've done before that I think we've all kind of bitched and moaned about and they've kept and they've turned out to be maybe the right decisions over the longer term. But equally, I think when I see this, like them going back in this, it does feel like, it doesn't feel like, they they. it feels like they hadn't done appropriate research to even announce it for in the first place. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why are mm-hmm. you announcing this in the first place if this isn't so watertight and you aren't so sure on this that you're not going to go back? And it's like, I don't know. It's just to announce it and go back mm. on it. I wonder why they. How did they get to a place where they thought it was ready to announce it? I don't know.
1: Mm. Do you know what we need, John? Tell me. I think we need some rose-tinted glasses. Oh, he fucking did too! On the boys, let's go. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I love it, lads. This is unbelievable. <laughs> yes, right. So it was fucking brilliant of them. I can't believe that they had the
1: the maturity My to gosh. go back on their decision. Oh so good, absolute trailblazers. We love For the Sorrent. community. <laughs> oh, when a league, Nicholas. When a league.
0: Come on. Well my days right let's read the rest of this announcement with these bad boys on because we're going to need it so um, <laughs> much of so rare success that date is rooted in our dedication to building toward the long-term growth of the game our current product roadmap focuses blah 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 yeah as part of this okay they're explaining why they did it right i don't think i want to read all that you go and read it in your own time if you want won't a new bonus complicate the game further um Oh, do I want to read it? I'm going to just do it. We're committed to simplifying our product experience and understand the concerns that a new facilities feature and fitness model could add more clicks to our immersive experience. We're re- we are revising the mechanics of the physio center to ensure new features integrate smoothly into the experience. We will soon launch an ambitious navigation structure that will greatly improve the flow between the key pillars of your day to day so Rare experience. We're currently testing this with members of our community. Oh, brilliant! An initial reaction there you was go. very positive. Um, furthermore we'll improve how we display bonuses below and on card pages so it's more intuitive Um, why did we communicate without sharing additional details so like why did they announce an announcement kind of thing I think they're justifying here Um, Mm. I'm kind of like half over reading through this because people can go and read it at their own time but ultimately like it was more around the conversation of like people seemed very happy that they kind of went back on it but equally
1: Mm. people created some, some doubts. Yeah, it was more doubt. of a more of a press release than a roadmap, wasn't it? It was just kinda like Here is us explaining ourselves, you know. Mm. Yeah. In it must pop. be tough being the so rare guy. Like, you know, you get so excited, you're like, here's our roadmap, have that mm. and then everyone's just going, This is terrible, your cards are shit, we hate <laughs> fitness, get it out of here you know. <laughs> people are leaving like, God, you, you know, that's it's bloody stressful
0: yeah no 100 percent. like the new cards get absolutely ripped to shreds and you know i wasn't exactly too keen on them last week but i've seen a few things come out over the last week and i don't even know if it's this roadmap or if it was a separate announcement the cards does it come up cards new card design update yeah so Mm -hmm. it's here too we'll get to it right but like um the new cards we'll, we'll get to it the card bonuses in cap mode is something So they're going to push ahead with reintroducing Mm. the three card bonuses to the new season bonus XP and collection bonus to the cap mode competitions, along with a cap bonus of 20%. So basically, this is coming in um, from the 15th of September, which is game week 408. Now, initially, because the fitness bonus was going to be in there, it was going to be 300 points you needed to hit the threshold. They've reduced that to 280 points. And I think this is going to be fucking easy. I think we're all going to mop up in this meantime. Like, I think between this coming out in mid September until whenever, early next year, when they go and move this about, this is going to be a tapping thirty extra points with all those extra bonuses.
1: I mean, Simon, your you know threshold is your weekly life lifeblood. How do you feel about it?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think like it's it was very daunting when I first saw that three hundred points was going to be the new uh, target. But yeah, I think like the fact that you get. The bonus is the captain bonus. I mean, the fact if one of your players goes huge, that can sort of claw you over the line to get your threshold. Whereas at the moment, I've I don't know what you guys have found, but I've found threshold a bit hard to hit. Trying to fit guys under the cap first of all, and without any bonuses, you're one score away from you know really having to get three or four good decisives to get close mm-hmm. to hitting it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I've been yeah, I think somewhat... the, uh Oh, go on. No, go for go forward, it. John. You go for it. Go on. I'm a gentle
1: All <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, I think, I mean, again, I'm here to stick up for the little guy in this case. Don't get me wrong. I love a whale. Love, love the whales. Um, But I think when I first saw 300, I thought immediately of someone like Simon or a user that's kind of still, you know, pretty early days with a small gallery and... It might be okay to go right. Well, we've given you collection bonuses, we've given you fitness bonuses, so now you should be able to hit three hundred with you know five players with an average score under two hundred and fifty. But people like Simon aren't. They can't afford to go out and buy collections and get bonuses and pay for fitness updates and all that kind of stuff. So they're kind of screwed. So I think making it two hundred and eighty will make it more attainable for that middle range of user. But I think for most users, it'll be a piece of piss.
0: Yeah, I think like I'm kind of, again, detached. Whenever you have a, a certain depth of gallery, I think the thresholds are significantly easier because on any given week, you probably have an option of someone who's coming back from injury, who's been on a shit run of form as a good fixture, who's just going to transfer and is finally going to start and it's rumored. Whatever it is, Like is, I'll typically have a guy who's rocking a 32 cost but who's actually against bottom of the league and predicted to start for a decent team or something do you know what I mean like I normally have Mm. a guy who makes the cap seem that bit bigger than it is or I'll have a goalkeeper who is back from injury or something weird but um, Mm. so typically I don't find them too difficult but I think adding in when I've got a gallery that doesn't really move a lot and I have a lot of guys who are on their like maximum level 20s or level 18s and whatever I've got decent bonuses coming there captaincy um and what was the other bonus cap what's, what's the last one why am i being an idiot here uh collection bonus i don't have too many collections mm. really but yeah i just think it's it's going to be very attainable for a lot of us I think until think i think they'll change the it
1: they'll change it back to 300 i think uh, pretty shortly I, I don't think it'll be 280 for too long i
2: feel yeah. like we're going back to the glory days of where we used to have the allison common card you know back where hitting threshold was just a piece of cake you know hmm
0: yeah, yeah. We might. Uh, it looks like we could be going back to the days of old. Let's let's take our take our money and run until they change it. It says here their their last review period took sixty to eight game weeks, so we might get sixty eight game weeks of this.
1: Mm, Maybe it'll be harder than money.
0: I'm making it out to be. Um, but anyway, what else? Card, card blah, blah, blah. Experience update. They're making tweaks to their XP formula. You can go and have a read about that. I'm not gonna even bother trying to explain it. A new season bonus rule postponed. So they're postponing so basically it, what was this the rule where it's like if I have a Premier League card and they haven't released the new Premier League cards, I'll be getting last season's bonus, but they changed it so that if that competition kicks off this season, like the after yeah. the first Premier League game you lose it. Are they postponing that?
1: I think that's I think that's what they're meaning, yeah. Which is I thought that was a pretty If one
0: kind think- of
1: I think that was a pretty pretty good announcement. I don't know why they're rolling that back. Maybe they've got like some delays with Premier League cards or something and they don't want people moaning about losing their five percent and then having to wait, you know. Yeah. Too okay. long for new cards. It must be something I
0: can't really see why they would do that. Because like it was very positively received. So I don't know, it must be something mm, kind of behind I think the they've scenes.
1: lost confidence. I think
0: they've <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we've hurt their feelings. Yeah. They're doubting themselves, the cards. Jeez, they got rinsed over them. What are we doing to make it easier for story managers to plan long term? I don't know. Go and go and read that yourselves. But the new card design update. Basically, they've they've made a thicker new font for player positions on the the cards after this like update. Um...
1: Finally, oh my god, <laughs> I was losing sleep every night. Make it thicker. I can't see the bloody thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it does look better, but I mean, it is like. <laughs> do you know what's funny though? The minute they kind of say that, everyone goes like, "Oh, fair play to them. The cards are great again."
1: And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! What it, the fuck? That's what I was missing. Everyone's a graphic <laughs> yeah. bloody design, aren't they?
0: It's called <laughs> compromise. They did a bit, but um, something dawned on me with these cards, right? So, they're gonna transform to three D, which is gonna be all exciting and wonderful, right? Um, I'm going to go to the new card auctions and have a look at some of these bad boys.
1: Now, I see a fucking thing in this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Will we will we take them off until we need them again? Uh, can we all agree?
1: I think I think we can go negative for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Jesus, I'm like blind. You know, whenever you like, wake. you come out of a pub and it's like the middle of the day and you've been in riding right the high stool from like noon. You come out at five and it's still bright and you're wondering what's going on. Um, so the cards. Something dawned on me, I heard it suggested, and you know, what we haven't seen too much of in the past is the likes of special edition cards. And it's something that I think a lot of us are calling for. And if you look at the likes of last season's designs and whatever, a lot of their um the cards are quite textured outside mm. of the initial like, of the player box. So if you look at like that kind of like holographic better what that's going on the new cards, that kind of like kaleidoscopy vibe, you know, outside that is a relatively plain card. And, you know, with 3D, cards are a little bit more bougie of a card, but it gets quite repetitive and boring unless there's special edition type vibes going on. Because why do you want to spin a card around looking at it in 3D when it's just the same as the other one, as the other one, as the other one? So I've seen, like, people suggest, you know, maybe this leaves more space for more sexiness on future designs. Because, I mean, some of the best cards in the, the platform are the people love are, like, the Liquid Dreams and the Golden Boys and the whatever else. Maybe it's something we haven't seen a lot of. And they also had that... Bundesliga Moments license or something, didn't they? I don't know if it's still there, if it's gone. Yeah.
1: But that I mean, never maybe... A bit mounted or anything?
0: Yeah, may- maybe these cards, going 3D, that sort of stuff will come in. I don't know. But ultimately, I'm just going to cut them some slack on the cards now, I think, and get on with my life until we, we hear more um, in the next month or two. Mm. But I
1: think the 3D cards are going to be underwhelming. But, put these on, I think they're going to be brilliant. Mm. So... <laughs>
0: That's take, how it worked. Take They're from amazing. that what you will. So Rare
1: should send These out every incredible. manager
0: a pair of them That just solve the problems. Uh, <laughs> I think I think you're right. Okay, three D cards, let's talk about that. It's very cynical. Don't wanna do this. I just don't really know if I'm gonna sit and look at the card that much. Anyway.
1: No, I mean, I'm sure there's some sados out there that probably will sit there all day twirling them around. But I think otherwise you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that looks kind of kind of cool," and then you move on. I think it
2: needs to, to be, be honest. I don't mind the idea. For Sorry, for I don't it. mind the idea of the special card, the special cards being the 3D ones. Like, give them something that makes them stand out even more amongst the rest.
0: Mm. I yeah. I. I... I think the three D cards are gonna be like really innovative and I think it's one of those that from like an NFT perspective and like a techie standpoint, it's like one of those things that are like, oh my god, look what we've done. And like that's what gets people very excited, like in terms of digital collectibles, the fact that it's like a an object. I wonder like I feel like I don't think I'm gonna sit in toilet round when I'm sitting on the toilet. But what I do think it they could be very good for is if, for example, nfts or these cards become much if your homepage on so rare becomes more of a flex or you can customize it more or imagine remember there was that period where like instagram and twitter and all were bringing in like nfts for like profile pictures imagine you Mm. could have your wee profile picture there of your 3d so rare price possession or it's just like i think whenever it becomes you can show these things off more people will care about what they look like more well we all seem to care awful an awful lot what they look like whenever they release the new cars but you get my point I feel like these features
2: are all great but unless we can share that and flex it with the world during the boom no that. one was putting their MLS big head as their profile picture on Twitter you know <laughs> mm, yeah true we need cards that are worthy think, of that
1: I think the, uh, the new app I mean I think they're all building to this new app and I'm I think the first one was so disappointing um, I feel like they're I feel like they're building towards something with this new version of the app. They haven't really said too much about it, but they've kind of given us hints like this new kickoff, you know, Mm. pick up and play mode. I think that hopefully they're working towards something where the app is something really cool so you can actually show people at the pub. They see a really cool looking 3D card that looks amazing. And then you're like, yep, you can, you know, put your cash wallet in. Mm. You can buy some players and off you go you know that's kind of i hope that's what they're building towards kind of what they need to build towards i think so hopefully the 3d card is kind of part of that because i think on a desktop it's not going to really make a difference is it mm. true
0: yeah like sitting here in my desktop you're you're not showing people that like, i'm not going to sit here and flick around a 3d card and be able to shoot <laughs> mom come and look at my you know man i hear you the, the app could be uh fundamental in this um I was just looking at the marketplace because I was looking at these cards um, and I've just realised Yukinari Sugawara's super rare is currently at one and a half ETH with ten minutes left. I bought one of his super Airs. I'm pretty sure off Pavel probably like two years ago. Still have it and I've been using him and he's scoring great but I didn't realise he was like a one and a half ETH card I might have to sell a Sugawara.
1: Yeah, he's taking sets now for, for AZ so he's, uh, he could be the new, you know, the new uh, Grimaldo I reckon. We'll see.
0: Maybe I just won't sell them. But unbelievable. I'm sitting here talking how I don't have super-rares to put with my Kimmich. I've got a sugarwara. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay, enough on the roadmap. It was all great crack. Um, the r- long-format prizes, we referenced them early on. Um, mm. We happy with them?
1: Uh, I think so. I mean... I don't think Simon or I are really realistically thinking we're going to win any of them. So mm-hmm. it's we don't. I don't think we've either of us have really dived into it too deeply. Um, what are, what's it like on the rare side? I've only really looked at the super rares where you can win a star super rare, which obviously is amazing if you if you um, fluke it. But what what's what do they got going on in the rares?
0: So just to run through them quickly, like a unique, um, which won't really matter to many of us. Like podiums, you're talking like couple of grand each type of vibes, superstar rares and unique tier ones and twos and stuff, right? Obviously it's gonna be pretty sexy up there. Super rare. If you win the super rare all star month long, you get two grand, a super rare star, um, and a mm. rare tier two, and then you get like thirteen hundred quid for second place. A super rare star and a rare tier two. Um once you get the all-star rare pro the month long, you're talking fifteen hundred sixteen hundred dollars, a rare star and a super a tier one super rare. And you're talking 1,100 star rare, tier two super rare, and it kind of comes down a bit from there. Um, but rare stars down to tenth, star rares down to tenth and 400 quid. Um, mm. And then we're looking at all star rare. You know, rare star rares down to sixth. But then even from like seventh to tenth, they're getting like 300 dollars on a tier one rare, and all the way down to like a hundred people are getting 50 quid on tier two rares. Um, and then limited the last one, you know, limited stars been thrown out the wazoo, like they're everywhere. Um, 80 of them getting given away. Um and a good few dollars. So ultimately, all in all, the prize pull when you look at them from the top down, you know, Unique's overall cash prizes, forget about the cards for a second, is six thousand three hundred dollars. Super rares is nine thousand two hundred, all-star rare is eighteen grand. And it's thirteen thousand seven hundred and fifty for Rare Pro and seven and a half grandish for limited. So like All Star Rare is where the bulk of the cash is gone. I don't know if there's anything to be said yeah. for that or
1: It'll, I mean there'll be so many people entering in that one. Um so yeah, maybe 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 All Star Rare Pro is the way to go. Um I mean I wonder if in the super rare division if they're gonna throw out like a, like what the kind of star? Because they don't, they never give out star super rares, do they? This is like the first time they've done that. Is that right? It's usually a tier they, one.
0: do they used to in like Division Two and all back in the day?
1: But it's different mm, now. Yeah, you know, we're
0: obviously different times.
1: Yeah, I'd like to. I think I think for each of the divisions, they're going to be giving out an Mbappe or a Haaland or whoever's the most valuable card right now. I think they're going to like make a big thing of it.
0: I think it's a the beauty of this is that. It's one of those where if you're if you're even within, if you're in a chance of winning any of these or podiuming, you're probably going to have had a pretty good month as well, you know. Like so, if you're winning mm. these, you've probably already won two stars, you know, which makes me think with how few stars I win, I've no chance because like I never fucking win anything. So how am I going to go and win everything for a month? But we'll see. Um, oh
1: yeah, I'd just like to win one thing. I just like that would be nice if I <laughs> just... can just get one thing you know that would really hit me up a bit I everyone, can't be thinking about winning long term comps everyone did
0: seem happy though like I'd say this was well received you know the, the community sentiment around it was like yeah, positive which was nice to see because it could have went either way well yeah, absolutely. had they scrimped out just to give a shout out because I always like to be special competitions they are giving away jerseys coins and signed jerseys and all sorts in the austrian bundesliga this week there is a special weekly um let me go and see what it actually entails if i go to play it it's in the mix section isn't it so an austrian bundesliga special weekly scarcity so you can use other cards that aren't just limited and then there's the limited one um can i enter this what are the requirements am i wasting everyone's time here uh minimum a card with season bonus okay minimum one card with season bonus for basically an austrian um team and then two players that play for those teams so basically they're making you buy a new card is it to enter yeah
1: yeah sneaky sneaky
0: that is sneaky isn't it i didn't know that i'm kind of glad i (laughs) went and looked at the requirements now so you can't enter these unless you go and buy a new card off auction
1: that's right but we all love the austrian super league so why would (laughs) you not enter it obviously they're Correct. not being sneaky They just really love Let Australia me load up beef so I have to wait. go
0: and buy some
1: <laughs> I want to, Here we well, go We're
0: back on I want the and I sign jersey
1: <laughs> Doesn't Don't we all Let me see I Buy don't that out for your I wife
0: Have Any ugh, I don't really have any, I'm not I'm, Right They're coming off Because I can't be positive No I can't be positive I'm just not entering that So I'm kind of like Going to move on Right uh, uh, Next thing Questions there were many. There were many questions. So mm. Let's just start them. People were all excited. Um, who does the editing for your videos from Sora Monkey? They're always quality.
2: Yeah, so that's, I mean, Alistair, I'm sure that pumps the ties with him a little bit. Um, he prides himself on the edits week in, week out. I've picked up the odd one. Like, I think that's the good thing with both of us having the ability to edit and, you know, all the kit and caboodle that comes with mm. that. But yeah, I think when you were, offline Africa I took over for an episode and I took over one of the recent ones um but yeah mm. elsa he's uh is the genius behind it all
1: for I mean I've really sites. done myself in though with the with the editing because it does take a bit of time mm. <laughs> I, 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 I I listen to everyone else's podcast and it's just you know a straight conversation record and maybe do a little bit of tidying up uh, and I'm a little bit jealous of that but i think we do we want we we want to try and make our show a bit of a show you know we want to try and have some yeah. like skits and some little cutaways and um yeah make it a little bit i guess different
0: i'm an absolute scumbag like i literally hit record hit stop and drag it upload i used to do the whole editing thing <clears> but i kind of stopped doing that um but fair play to you for doing it because when i listen to yours it is kind of engaging and it is funny whenever like different wee bits pop in or, like, I thought it was funny. Like, I laughed listening a couple of times, which is nice. Um Because I think, like, so rare conversations can quite often be very so rare which is fine. Yeah. yours yeah. seems a little more lighthearted, which I like, so fair play on the edits. Um so rare monkey then gives you some praise. Taco Slayer wants to know why every animal in Australia wants to kill you, and Australia is intimidating, and he's a Florida man. They've got crocs.
1: Yeah, look, I mean... I think what people don't understand about Australians is that this is something you, you got to know how to handle the wildlife. Like we get taught in primary school, you know, when you come across a snake, you got to punch it right in the nose. You know, if you come across a spider, Are you, you gotta, joking? You got to jab it right in the eye. You know, yeah, like, look, you're joking, is, you fuck. You really have it? I, I was I like, do they
0: tell you to punch snakes? What?
1: No. Then you said a spider, I, and know. I was like, oh, he's full of shit. I and mean, then you know, a shark comes along, and you got to like. You play dead, you know. It's it's. <laughs> we gotta got learn these things, otherwise, yeah, you won't won't last a second. You step outside in Australia, you're basically, you know, got venom spraying in your face from some direction. It is fucking scary. I'm gonna tell you a little story, right?
0: And I might have told this story in the podcast before, but it would have been a while ago. So I did the east coast, the whole like Sydney up the Cairns and everywhere in between, and nice. we. We were like two days away from a shark attack. We were like Surfer's Paradise. Someone got eaten by a shark. We were there a couple of days before. We were in uh, the Sundays up that direction. Yep. And we went down for a little midnight swim. You know, didn't really think about it. Not swim swim. Not jaw Like Jaws is kind of like swim swim. Like we're not swimming. We're kind of paddling a little bit. A little bit Mm -hmm. of skinny dipping, if you will. I was going to say. We came down the next day to sit in the beach, hungover, and seen signs saying, Do not swim, poisonous jellyfish. So we kind of dodged one there. But this is where the shit gets crazy. We went on this uh, trip to, I think it was actually in the Wit Sundays as well. It's called like Ride to Paradise. And basically, you pay whatever and you go out and stay in this fucking mansion for like a couple of days. Um, But the guys who were running this kind of off, like, these guys were employed by a company to run this and they're just a couple of Australian guys and they were like trying to like, I don't know, add extra value. I don't know if they are hunting for tips or just trying to like have a bit more fun than like cooking us dinner and chilling out. I don't know, they took us out on this wildlife tour when it got dark. It was completely like, no one signed waivers or anything for this right? so we had these little like flashlights and whatever and our, our, our phones out and we're walking around and he's showing us like oh here's frogs and all oh, things come out at night and all here's a snake and you see if you look this is where you're sleeping but you see if you look around like the the beams that hold up your wee huts and stuff like there was mesh and all to keep us in there's literally like consummate spiders the big are the big fucking wolf spiders the big square looking fuckers oh, yeah. eight of them clung around this thing it's terrifying shit. to me that's terrifying but then The joke kind of was. That there was this big Belfast lad. And he talked like a sweet dead big Polo. His name was Polo. Big lad. And he's fucking great crack. But he kept like. Grabbing this girl's leg. And kind of going like. You know trying to scare her. And then he was like. Fuck me there's a trouser snake. And he'd like have his thumb. Poking out of his shorts. You know. There's a fucking trouser snake. And pretend it was his dick and stuff. But he did that one too many times. And she screamed. And he fell back. Because he was scared. Off two steps right. Now this guy was like a fucking bowling ball. But like. Like a, a man-sized bowling ball, is just round and he just like, flipped on his end and his head cracked the bottom of a tree stump and s- knocked out, split his head open lying there with a pool of blood and the guys who were running this shat their cacks, because obviously this wasn't like part of the trip or wavered for, they thought they were going to get sued because the guy died Um, kind of, like, kind of anti-climax now he did go to hospital, but he didn't die or anything he came back like two days later but um, yeah, Australian wildlife that's that's my only like wildlife tour in Australia. Big polo fucking near killed himself. Um, there
1: you go. I was waiting for like, you know, the part where a snake bites him on the face or something, but no, just <laughs> No. It actually <laughs> wasn't really wildlife. A yeah. His trouser
0: snake scared a girl it. and then he nearly died. I
1: have a I have a I've a very quick wildlife related Australian story about you mentioned jellyfish. Um I was in Bondi Beach with a mate and he a spear fisherman. And I'm not a spear fisherman, but he took me in with him, gave me a spear. I wasn't doing anything with it. He had the full wetsuit. I had a sleeveless wetsuit. Um, so I'm swimming around. It's getting dark. So, like, you know, if you're in the water when it starts to get dark, it's a bit spooky. He's off chasing a fish somewhere. I feel this kind of like, no. kind of like a, a tingling on my shoulder. And I'm like, oh, oh like it kind of started to cramp up a little bit. And then I start feeling like these tentacles kind of wrap around my arm i'm like oh oh this isn't good stop so i come up i come up to the surface and it's like that you know black kind of sunset black orangey reflective water and we have these things in australia called blue bottles which are these jellyfish that have these giant tentacles and they've got this little like ball like inflated bobble on top so they float on top of the water i come i pop my head up there are millions of these jellyfish on the surface of the water and then they just start wrapping around my face my neck my my torso I'm just like I'm shitting it so I just like swim as fast as I can to the shore I've got jellyfish all over me (laughs) and then I just they're not deadly but I was like if you get stung by a thousand of these do you die (laughs) and I was too embarrassed to like I didn't want to I didn't know. So I just sat there and hoped I didn't die for a couple of minutes. Fucking hell. That <laughs> is actually scary. Yeah, fucking yeah, it's hell. Terrifying. <laughs> I like, oh dear.
0: I do, I don't know what happened to me, but I have recently got a little, I'm, I'm like a, I was always like a bit of a water baby, no issue on water. I'd swim anywhere, jump off boats, do whatever the fuck. Don't really give a shit about water. And I'm very confident with swimming But recently, I've got a little bit like hesitant if I was on holiday, like swimming in like big deep bodies of water that I don't really know, because like I think that irrational no, it's not even irrational that fear everyone has of like you know like the image of someone in a kayak and then the silhouette of like a massive whale below them terrifies people. That actually does terrify me a bit, because I was talking to a guy when I worked in air traffic control, and he used to go swimming in the. Harbour or like the bay and cove down in Cork, Irish people might get that reference. And he'd go swimming. But he said one day he was swimming, goggles on, only as we like wet it on, and as we like what do you call it, this orca boy thing or whatever that they kind of you can rest on if you get tired. He said, swimming, Mm -hmm. and he said he just felt this presence. He didn't really know what he meant, but he just kind of felt something. He felt like we movement here and a bit, you know, like the water moving a bit different underneath them, or and he was kind of pulling away. And he said, he lifted up to take a breath, and when he put his head back down there was like a fucking seal now seals aren't that big or bad but they're way better on water than a human right it's just a fucking seal you were probably waiting for a great white or something right but it's just like <laughs> swimming along looking at him in the face like mimicking him but like looking up at him just swimming along and I said like, when you see like the size of that neck in the water compared to you just swimming staring you in the face and it was probably just a friendly wee fucking seal but like still i was like holy good fuck the idea of being yeah. in water like it's a like home advantage isn't it like they're winning on that turf, you know, come and scrap on me on land we'll go Oh man day. the
1: ocean's a nightmare we will Simon, you died- almost died recently
2: <laughs> Simon, you look like a surfer I like to avoid the water at all costs well, do you well, Ali is Ali's a surfer,
0: any shark related incidents
1: no no we don't we don't mention sharks, <laughs> they don't exist is that not, not something good, but
0: yeah is that like a is that actually a thing did people like surfers not like talk about them
1: it's kind of like a general i think it you know an unspoken agreement not to bring it up cuz everyone's, everyone's having a good terrified. time you don't want to think about the fact that you could you know explode into a million pieces at any moment how many people get eaten by sharks each year in australia or like attacked it's been way it's more many. lately <laughs> yeah. okay
2: well, no, no but there's a lot of attacks yeah. i think there's a lot of attacks but in terms of like
1: Fully, maybe not as mm. much. How many, like, fully? Five a year? It's a couple a year. It's a couple of year, five a year. So yeah, got, More people like get 40. killed by cows, apparently. Okay. I well, are doing a great killer. job
2: selling Australia. We wouldn't be on any Tourism Australia ads anytime soon, but <laughs> other than that, it's great. But it's not the yeah. jellyfish or the sharks. It's a great place.
0: Do you know, I just don't think, like, I want to live anywhere other than Ireland ever the rest of my life we don't get natural disasters we don't have bad creatures we don't have guns that's a good one um i don't think we tend to have like much murder rape or drug maybe we do have those things everywhere has those <laughs> things i
1: don't know you, I you're from like... Bel- you're from belfast is that right
0: <laughs> not far away from there but that, that we used okay. to be bad at those things we used to have bombs and stuff but we're kind of <laughs> cool
1: now Used to have bombs. I was in Derry a, f- a few years ago, and I was checking into my hostel, and the guy uh, that was like checking me, in, you know, they give you a bit of a, they show you a map, and they go, oh, "This is where you go for this, and this is where you go for that." And he goes, "And this is the um, the old church that was blown up in you know 1987 by a good mate of mine, actually." <laughs> just casually threw that in there <laughs> all right let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah yeah everyone up fun here place, still has stories place.
0: i think you know everyone it's it's like still like the whole generation of the troubles is like still alive or starting to die so there's still a lot of stories um mm. so yeah taco slayer um i hope you're
1: yeah still... poke them in the eyes yeah. spiders they've got eight of them you can't miss
0: Okay, I'll keep so punch punch spiders and snakes in the nose. I'm trying to think if I've any mm-hmm. stories about those things. I don't think I do. They come to my mind. No, nothing but a spider. Spider is like my fear. I'd say, like spiders is okay. the one for me. They're the ones I don't like. I'll do anything else, but not a spider. Jay Fraz, do your trading patterns trend with market sentiment, or are you able to avoid FOMO when the market is rising and focus on buying when the market is falling? I'm terrible. I'm just a degenerate. I buy things when I want to buy them, when I sell them, when I want to sell them, and I'm terrible at like timing it because I just do it. But I know I probably mm, should.
1: Yeah. I've definitely I fall into the trap of just I can't be arsed negotiating. I think Simon, you're the same. Like buying cards is something we as much as we want we like buying cards, we hate the process and we've we've both dabbled in trying to trying to buy you know in downturns and try and pick you know when the right time is to buy but we've been burnt so much by you know the kind of downturn over the last year or so and the fact that you 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 cannot plan more than six months ahead now you know you can't buy something expecting a certain result um because it's things change so quickly so it's we used to do that a lot more but i think now it's yeah something we just we just buy what we want and live with the consequences cool and So so i do i think i used to again if, if it was like
0: a if the game as a whole was like stable for years and you just kind of knew what you were getting and maybe you could do that whereas now it's like one announcement either way you could make the card go up go down go anywhere so like i just mm. buy when i want to buy and see what happens but i mean and i was, I was
2: even going to say maybe for goalkeepers if they get injured you could say oh well when they come back they're going to bounce back but now with the saudi league and all the likes even that's not guaranteed you know mm. But even that like
0: longer term bet now as such it's like let's say for example for an ACL I, I don't know if this example is going to be good or going to be bad right but like Thibaut Courtois fell off a cliff there his limited card hovering around 130 quid you know dropped down to what like 50 and it's up to around 68 I think the latest sales right what's not to say you could go oh yeah but like whenever he comes back in 6-9 months whatever maybe goalkeepers can come back a bit quicker I don't know when he comes back in 6 or 9 months you know it'd be worth more because he'll go back towards that 120 quid price point. But what if the price of a Courtois equivalent at that time is down? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, what if the market keeps going down? He might never go back yeah. there. So it's like yeah, We've been burnt
1: with that a, a few times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because like, if that logic was absolutely sound and I backed it, you could just go sell your gallery and buy a, a thousand injured players with ACLs. And wait for them to come back and then trade them. And it would take incredible discipline. You're not going to have much fun playing the fantasy game, but like, I just think there's too much, too many moving parts in the market. Um, yeah. how far Dune is Dune? Quinny is fairly far Dune, but how low is the bar Dune under?
1: <laughs> uh I mean, That's look, I don't, Kahuna. I don't think, I don't think anyone's ever seen Quinny Dune. Um, he's really more of a moon kind of guy. Um, but answer the question i mean personally i couldn't get any more dune i've been i'm damn near subterranean at the moment so yeah um we really need to get back to some some good old moon times do you have any idea what we're talking about john
0: i do because i listen to your podcast moon is like things are going great and dune is like you're dying that's it There's context <laughs> for the listener i'd say <laughs> so like if your player got injured you could say you're feeling dune do you feel Dune or are you just Dune and the way you say it? And is it a play on like Scottish people? Are you taking the piss out of Scottish people? Is that what's happening here?
1: Yeah, we're just trying to come up with um, different words for up or down. Um, and we came up with moon or, and we you know, down didn't quite work. So Dune, Dune it is. Yeah, I yeah. actually like that. It's a little ho- homage to the Scottish people. Yeah. The idea was that we were going to do it about um, transfers as the transfer rumors came in. You know, what do we mm. think? Do we think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Okay, I'm going to ask you.
0: Ansu Fati to Brighton, Moon or Dune?
1: Did I see... Isn't he going to Tottenham? Or is that someone else? No, Ansu Fati no, to Brighton. Brighton. It's yeah. Brighton,
2: okay. Simon? I'm, I'm going Moon. I think another young up-and-comer coming to Brighton, I think he'll play his trade, reasonably good team, and then I think once he goes back off loan, I think then the world's his oyster. So absolute Moon for me
1: yep yep couldn't have said it better myself i think brighton is the perfect spot for him yeah moon
2: they
0: do have a lot of competition up top and on the wings um but you don't bring someone like fatty and not to play the thing that's interesting i haven't mm. seen a transfer fee stuck out there but typically they buy less well-renowned players like ansu fatty if it wasn't for injury would be like you know like he's up on that he was maybe two years ago or however long ago he was in that conversation with uh I don't know, the Bellinghams and the Camavingas, I know they're a different position, but you get my point. He was he was up there with mm-hmm. like the hottest prospects in world football, top of all those Wonder Kid charts, all the rest. Injuries kinda like stopped that. Um so it's weird like Brighton are going for like a proper name, so maybe they back that they can rejuvenate him or like yeah. how how injured has he been, even? Because in the last year, for example, I have him in my head as like written off with injury. But like, there's fuck tons of substitute appearances. As in, like, if you look at his chart for the last year, there's only like seven DMPs, and they're scattered. So I kind mm. of look at that and go, like, it's not like he was out for like three months of the last year. He's been playing. He just hasn't been given ninety minutes. So maybe it's,
2: yeah, I think it's, it's tough. As you know, if he if he was injured, and he comes back. I mean, look at the team that he's trying to crack into. You know, mm. like it's not exactly the easiest starting eleven to, you know, wiggle his way into. So.
0: There was that period, like, if you look back when he burst onto the scene in 2020, I don't know if this is actually when he burst onto the scene, but from a so rare perspective, September 2020, the start of that season, his scores on so rare all the way back, like if you go to his all-time chart on so rare data, 86, 177, 86, 75, 77, big scores. But then it's just been, like, coming on three years of just, like, frustration for fatty mm-hmm. fans. Be classed to see him in the Prem and it'll be classed to see him in a team that's renowned for like breaking through young talent.
1: Yeah, that's another great thing about Sirra that I've really enjoyed over the last couple of years is following these young guys from you know the Jupiler League and the Eredivisie and watching them, you know, like watching Kirkhez play for Bournemouth last week and uh Vinicius Souza for Sheffield. Like it's it's mm. so cool to see those young guys, you know, on the actual in the fucking Premier League. It's awesome.
0: Graven to Liverpool.
2: Moon or Dune? <clears throat> Simon, Liverpool I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Moon. I'm, Do you I'm have a to pick fan, one, or can so... you say the middle?
0: Like, how does this work? You know the rules better than what me. What is
1: that? We need to come up with a word that rhymes with moon. Um, that means you know, just standing on the ground.
0: Toon? Like you're you're in a town? No, that's shape. Toon?
1: <laughs> Loon, you're moon, in a
0: town. you like you're you're on ground level. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in the tune. I, I, no, it's just really It'll work. Yeah, that'll do. Loon, Loon, Loon.
1: Yeah, you know you're not in space, you're not Dune, you're just in you're just in tune. I like it. This is how these things come together, John, is someone says something really <laughs> dumb and then we go, oh, I, I kinda like it. <laughs> they're not subterranean, they're not
0: in the moon, they're in the tune. And anyway, I just think it's like more of the same for Graven Birch maybe. You know, like he's in a big team, Struggled to break into the starting mm-hmm. eleven, make it some appearances not. Yeah. You yeah. said moon. Hopefully
1: I hope he I hope he breaks through.
0: I'd love him to. I just don't know if I see it. You know, they've already got like I don't know maybe mm-hmm. there's slightly difference in positions and stuff, but like is Graven Birch more of a defensive midfielder or something? I thought he kinda played a little bit more box to box, but if he I'm just like, where does he come into this? Is he just depth? Because I, like I,
1: Yeah. I feel like they've bought like so many midfielders over the last couple of months. Like, I don't know, yeah, I don't really see what the point, but I think we'll it'll see. be
0: a, a fun signing, but um. Anyway, I'm gonna throw one more with you, one more at you. Um, right. Oh my god, this isn't actually um, this isn't a rumor. I've just seen that Fulcrum is off to Dortmund.
1: Nice, nice. That'll be. We've got a few. Who will he replace? We've got Haller. Yeah, they've they got have. Haller. They've got Marlin. They've got. I suppose maybe Royce will start. He'll just move to the bench. I don't know. Right. I like that, though. Let's go
0: answer more questions. Which games have you seen live in Europe so far? How was the feeling compared to Australian games? That's from Risu Wusaka Gadaisuki.
1: Nicely done. Um, I've been to a couple of games. I've been to... the, The only game I've been to where I had a rare card in play was a Man City game last year. I specifically bought an Erling Haaland Limited... For that exact reason, I knew I was going to England, and I was like, here we go. I've got to experience this. He scored a goal, of course. Um, I'm a Spurs fan. I've been to a few Spurs games. The atmosphere there is pretty amazing. The best atmosphere I've been to at an international football match is uh, in Colombia, actually. Uh, you've got the full, like, packed-out stadium to the point of overcapacity, people hanging off rafters, throwing toilet paper, lighting fires, you know, riot police, the whole nine yards. Um and I think compared to the A-League, I mean, Simon, you've been to more A-League games than me. You can probably do the comparison, but I think A-League is quite a bit more tame.
2: Well, let's just put it this way, John. We had more people uh, at Amy Park in Melbourne to watch the Matildas play on a screen. Not, they weren't playing there, just to watch them on a TV. than we would have probably for all the A-League games combined in one round. Um, so in terms of atmosphere at A-League games... It's pretty low. I don't know if it made it across, but did you see when the fans stormed the pitch and threw the bucket at the goalkeeper? Did that make its way across overseas? (laughs) I didn't see
0: that. What am I Googling here?
2: (laughs) It's pretty pretty wild. uh, After the Socceroos did that awesome run, everyone was like, hang on, this is really good. We can get around the A-League. And then the first game back, they decided to move the Grand Finals to Sydney. It outraged the Melbourne Victory fans, and it was Melbourne Victory versus Melbourne-Sydney my first day working at melbourne city and these fans ran onto the pitch with a bucket of sand because they're all throwing flares and he's just launched this metal bucket and it's collected tom glover in the face cut him open you know it was absolutely wild i can see it jesus christ tonight
0: he (laughs) He could hit in the mug with a bucket of sand
1: yeah. yeah, fun fact that that guy that the Bucket Man uh, has just been sentenced to three years jail for assault. So everyone's a winner.
0: Three years in, ge- Jesus Christ!
1: Who throws a bucket of sand? Honestly,
0: <sighs> my goodness, that's actually kind of rowdy. Um, I like it. I, I like the passion from the. Fa- I don't like goalkeepers assault- getting assaulted, but I like like I like the atmosphere. Sounds a little rowdy. Do you know that sounds fun? um so marco sullivan wants to know speaking of a league what are your thoughts on the a league being licensed on so and if it was licensed who would be the best player in that league it's probably for you simon
2: yeah i'd say i think in terms of so onboarding on board in the a league i think it would be massive not only for so well not wouldn't be i don't think it would be massive for so i think it might strengthen the asian division a little bit but i just think for the a league Itself because I think we're in a unique situation where the A League doesn't have a massive following in Australia. So I think if you compare that to football, you know, in England and across the world where people love football, they love their leagues. For me, like Sarare has made me fall in love with football, and I think it's a great gateway to get people to like the A League. If they get onto Sarare and they can watch their players in the flesh and fall in love with the fantasy element that we all fell in love with then absolutely I think that'll only draw more people to games which I think will only be a good thing not only for Sareb but for the A-League
1: as well 100% I like it come on Nicholas save the A-League come on Nicholas we talk need you talk to ya. me
0: Aziz Behich do you know
2: him? <laughs> we do yeah, back at Man City uh, Melbourne City he's my only unique City. will he oh, be good? Go. well
1: there you go he will be good he will yeah? be very good yeah
2: yeah, you, he's like Melbourne City best team, or was the best team. Um, and I think we see this all the time in the European leagues. It's those guys that have had their crack at Europe and they're coming back home. Like Matthew Lecky's won, They just dominate that local league. Those are the kind of guys you want.
1: So yep, hold that Behich for sure.
0: You see, like cards and people like this, like Behich, are going for like pennies. Like yeah. rare card. The guy's only thirty-two. He'll play for another few years. His rare card selling for like pounds, five earth mm-hmm. pounds, right? Five earth pounds. There have to be equivalents where you could go and stick a hundred quid at these guys. Oh, what am I doing here? Don't do you don't take my advice, right? I'm probably not going to do it myself. But you could go and stick a hundred quid at these guys and get 20 of them. And then if the A League became licensed,
2: you could have like absolute legit fucking smashers.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: I- the only problem is at the moment, their only utility is the AFC Champions League, or it's like they're versing Bali United and all these random teams. Um, mm. Like I know one guy in the community, he owns like a bunch of Danny Vukovic's. And Danny is basically, how old would he be, Elster Like 36, 37?
1: I mean, he's he's like, yeah, he's almost 40. 30, I mean, you yeah. bought one, like two, yeah, there you go, 30. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of time for that one.
2: And yeah, like we're just, people have been loading up and waiting, but it just seems like, when is it going to come? When is Nicholas going to answer our prayers? You know, we've been waiting. Were they, like, has it legitimately
0: been like talked about? Is it, have you been much closer to this than me? I'd see uh, an A-League rumor and just like forget about it or like not really care. But have you actually seen like rumors and been like, oh, maybe this is happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think it's going to happen or are we just kind of talking bollocks?
1: There was a rumor floating around last year that someone spotted it in the API. They were like, they saw some A-League players and they saw some like A-League clubs. And I think that triggered a bit of a run of people buying them and then it died off. Um, I think the tricky thing with the onboarding the A-League, I think it makes a lot of sense for Sarek, but I I think they're probably a little bit worried about what how people are going to react if they introduce a whole new league. You know, people are constantly moaning about prices going down and oversupply he's a brand-new league of plotters from the A-League, you know, might upset a few people, but uh, that's the only thing I could think that would be holding it back. Otherwise, it could be just that the A-League are not very well-run and they're ignoring the opportunity that could present itself through Surre. Yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: Um, it'd be interesting. It'd be a whole other dynamic, and it is always nice having more utility for cards that have died off going there. <coughs> mm. Um so let me see. More questions. Uh, there's there's calls here for a Surare done under Meetup. That's from Surare Cloud. Australia's a pretty big place. I wonder how many of you actually play rare there.
1: Yeah, that would be tough. I, th- I mean I th- you can have a Sora meetup, I guess. I mean you had one in London. Was there football on when you were like at the meetup? Was were people no. watching football or were the people are just so, having a beer?
0: For the record, if I ever do that again, Simon led the charge and took the glasses off, I'm gonna follow Um So <laughs> I did that just out of ease with like a company that does like fantasy FPL meetups just because I thought like I'd, I didn't really want to have to do too much myself in terms of organizing this and that but in reality I think I overthought it in hindsight and I think if I did it again I would just say I'm going to be here at this pub if anyone wants to come just come and like everyone yeah. just swamp a big beer garden type of thing because there was no football because they weren't licensed to have it the drinks cost way too much there were a load of issues with it really um but yeah yeah london mm. works because like there's quite a lot of players over here paris would work because there's loads of players there i don't know about like how australia would work i don't know how like dublin would work either do you know
1: yeah it'd be tough but who knows it could happen uh i mean next simon's in melbourne i'm up on the gold coast at the moment so next time we're in melbourne maybe we'll just you know send the bat signal out and get a few people around for a for a brew
0: That's the thing. You don't even need loads. Even if like four people rock up, it's still like a good evening watching football. That's what I should probably do in Belfast. Anyone who'd meet up in Belfast, let me know because I'm like near there. Um, Right, one or two more questions. Are there any you guys saying you really want to answer? If not, I'm just going to start picking some random ones.
1: Um, I think there was one there from. I think it was from. I I don't know who posted it, sorry, but it was about roadblocks to new users. Oh, um, Orange Fly. Orange Fly, there we go, yeah.
0: Roadblocks to new user entry was discussed last week and focused on complexity. I, however, believe that the lack of a functional app that allows market transactions to be the bigger barrier. Everyone I've spoken with asks why they can't buy cards on the app. Thoughts?
1: Hmm. I do have thoughts. Um, I totally agree. I think you've got to have some kind of buy functionality on the app. I think that's goes hand in hand. People are addicted to Soraya. People are addicted to their phones. Synergy. Um, I think I've, I've introduced a few friends to Soraya, obviously Simon being one, but a few others, and they've pretty much all dropped out of Soraya. They've just stopped playing. Um, and I think it, one of the biggest things is that it really is just too hard to win anything, Um Obviously, you can't give everything away, but I think I think they need to have league-specific tournaments earlier. Like they need to introduce like a Premier League tournament where you just play Premier League against other Premier League players. You win Premier League players. I think that's that kind of thing has to happen because so many of my friends signed up, put a team out, were competing against everyone, and then won some guy from Belgium, and they're like, oh, "He's worth eight cents." Mm. Who get They lose interest. Um, and I think, I think, I think they should bring back that, the concept of the rookie league, but with limiteds where like, or maybe you could do it with commons, I guess, where for the first, maybe four or five weeks, you have some kind of thing where if you hit a certain threshold, you win a card. So you're kind of a bit more guaranteed to get that win early on to kind of get the juices flowing. Whereas if you dive straight into just competing against everyone, it's really hard to win, even if you even with the new draft mode. I think you need to get those wins early to get mm-hmm. people hooked, otherwise they just lose interest.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've done the whole Road to Glory thing, and the Road to Glory was just a road to disappointment. It didn't really work. <laughs> and I I like to think I half know what I'm doing, like a bit. Not not the mm. best, but like I know what I'm at. Like I have as good a chance as any newcomer, really. And fuck me, it was torturous.
1: I would just it's hard to it. win across the board at the moment like it's, it's it's pretty grim at the moment like the scores that you need to to really do well you really do need to buy the best players to win these days it's it's pretty mm. tough
0: any thoughts um Simon, or will we ask another one and then wrap up
2: no, I just agree I think the mobile apps the way to go I think that any if I'm going to be giving it to my friends and recommending that's where all the other great fantasy sport Absolute, and I think Serena needs to join them on there so yeah
0: 100% Brett says as a fellow Aussie I need to get a oh do you write Aussie or Aussie A-U-S-S-I-E or O-Z-Z-Y do you care is that a bone of contention or does it matter
1: Aussie is bad don't say Aussie, Aussie is the worst but it is spelt like that it's spelt A-U-S-S-I-E but it's 100% Aussie <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I mean. Because Aussie Brett is like has written yeah, Aussie, American but tourist. Says
0: Aussie, I I would say Aussie, uh-huh. but you wouldn't yep. write it Aussie, because that's like Aussie Osborne. No, that's right. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> as a fellow Aussie, I need to get a few locals into my club. Apart from Dejanek, who's not now not covered, nobody stands out. Any suggestions for any under the radar Australian pickups or future stars? P.S. Love the content. That Twitter on the bed had me chuckling for days. Classic. Any suggestions? Any tips? Any any Aussies people should buy? Or are these all
2: shite? Um, unfortunately, I think it's pretty grim across the board. I think the common theme is guys will crush in the A League, they'll go across, get their big move, and then be rubbish. Like, unfortunately, that's the case that we've seen like so often. I think you're like Cahill um, is one example who sort of did well for a while there, but I mean, Jordan Boss was one of our best up and coming left backs got the move to Westerlo in the in the Belgium League, lasted three games and now he's just riding the bench, which I can see him doing for the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, it's pretty grim pickings all
1: around. A couple of like, if you do want to bring some more, I mean, I know uh, Kauser on t- Twitter, he has a full like Australian uh, team that he rolls out every week and he's got a full squad of Australians, so he's probably a good person to ask. Um, there's a couple of like promising players garen Garen Qual, who i think he plays for hearts or he's been bouncing around a little bit but he's a good he's a good young player um jackson irvine's not too bad at st Pauli. he's he's a pretty good player oh, but no, yeah. none of them are gonna like none of them are gonna win you all-star rare but um you know they're they're good young aussie talents
0: yeah jackson irvine i saw him play once I went to see some Paulie last year. Go. Going to hopefully see them later this year. Time will tell. Um, but guys, been an absolute pleasure. People, if, have, if they've enjoyed this, can go and find So Rare Down Under. Your, your podcast is it exclusively on YouTube?
1: Uh, no, it's on Spotify and Google Podcasts and all the kind of podcasty platforms.
0: Everywhere. So So Rare Down Under, go Everywhere. and give it a listen. Um, and find the guys on Twitter at So Rare Down Under. Guys, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Um, hopefully, yeah. chat to you again soon.
1: Absolutely, it's been a it's been an honor. I mean, a couple of months ago, Laird gave us a shout out on his show, and I said that was like being blown a kiss by the Pope. So this is kind of like <laughs> if you know if Jesus invited you to a house party or something. So it's been awesome.
0: Uh, I'll take that. That's I will really absolutely take that, Laird. You're the Pope, and I'm Jesus. I take that every fucking day. <laughs> All right, lads. Thanks a million. <laughs>